Welcome to the Herpreneur Lifestyle Show. I'm your host, Annette Lakovich. Join me as I bring you the most cutting edge, coolest people in the planet to help you live a bigger, fuller life as a female entrepreneur. More health, more wealth, more happiness as you continue to grow your extraordinary business. Now, let's go. Woman now attracting easy money. Wow. In your business, your relationships, you can have it. Your self-esteem with speaking another language. Today we're going to talk about stressed, fat, and over 40. (laughs) Now, I thought I'd do this recording because we had so much feedback, positive feedback from two of the episodes that just been released, which was The Secret Life About Fat with Sylvia Tara and also the interview with Happier on CBD Hemp Oil with Dr. Michael Lewis. So I thought I would actually dive in deep because it sounds like that these are two points that we really need to work on. I know in my teens, I was teaching classes. I got into bodybuilding by early 20s. I was doing personal training and I was actually training more women in their 40s and 50s than women in their 20s and 30s. And it was probably because it was a ladies only health club and the health club obviously attracted a different type of target market. And I noticed that the things that worked for me, most of the time didn't always work for the older woman. It was always seemed harder for them to shift fat. If I wanted to lose a few kilos, I could do it so easily. But for them, it was always so hard. The normal thing of eat less, move more, Uh, doesn't seem to work as much as when you're older and your body really is a collection of history. It's like a history book of everything you've gone over um, over the years and it all starts to add up. So in your 20s and early 30s, it's a completely different equation to when you start going in your 40s and 50s. And even I've noticed this with women who have kids at a later in life. So if you're in your mid thirties to late thirties and you've had a child over 35, when you're 35, 38, you've probably started to notice this shift as well, because there's so much difference that goes on with your bodies hormonally. I've seen all different types of diets and embarrassingly to say that I've, I've been there and done that. I was actually through the era that sugar isn't fat. So go ahead and eat it as long as you work it off. Right. And when I was in my twenties, it worked doesn't work anymore. (laughs) So the case for women in their younger years, it's great that they are able to have that leniency. And you were there once too, where you could eat what you wanted and you never put on the weight, but it's changed now. And it's definitely not the advice that you need to live off right now. There's a myth which we're going to hit on the head today, which is the snacking myth, and it makes me so angry because I still see experts teach it. And I was one of those people too that did teach it about 20 years ago. It's one that I still hear to date, and I even took a snapshot on Facebook about an ad talking about different snacks. Holy crap, we're going to go there because guess who taught you about snacking? Guess who it was? It was the snack companies. The snack companies wanted you to buy their stuff, right? (laughs) And oh my gosh, we got put into some amazing BS science about every time you eat increases your metabolism. It's a load of BS. I'm going to teach you why you shouldn't snack, especially why you're trying to move stubborn fat over 40 fat that just won't come off. Snacking is not your best friend. It is your enemy. Losing fat now is harder than ever before. If you're now in your 40s, 
and you've probably noticed it. And what we don't want to do is we don't want to lay back to the excuse of, well, I'm getting older, so my metabolism is slowing down. There's things we can do to keep our metabolism nice and high, but I'm telling you, it's not just about your metabolism slowing down due to age. Yes, as you get older, you do start to lose muscle tissue. So it's important that you always incorporate weights even once a week. And I don't mean non-weight bearing exercises like doing an aqua class or swimming. It's great for your cardio and for your fitness, though you want to do something that's a physical push and pull. Everything that I'll be teaching you today is everything that I've incorporated to very easily drop 15 kilos and to be able to move stubborn fat. Believe me, I was always an exerciser and always eating extremely well during the day. So when we talk about clean eating, we talk about um, taking sugars out of your diet, um, exercising. I was doing all that, though I could not cheat the system. And this is what's different, I think, as we start to get older, because we can't cheat the system like we could when we were 20 or 30. Our body now needs to have more accuracy. So for me now, it is, for my biggest problem was watching what I did at night, the habit of sitting in front of the TV, um, feeling stressed, grabbing a glass of wine. I want something to eat with that glass of wine. So it'd be cheese and crackers or a piece of chocolate. And even though I was absolutely perfect during the day, the most cleanest diet you could ever have, plus I was exercising and doing weight training, I thought I could get away with it because I'd exercise and I ate healthy and I just needed that glass of wine just to reduce the stress. There's other ways that we need to help reduce the stress and there's other things that we need to be able to do to move that fat. So if you're a serious contender and you're sick of feeling uncomfortable, not wearing the clothes that you love to wear. For me, I love clothes. I love fashion. There's a style that I really like. I call it sophisticated funk. And I just couldn't get that style to look right on me as I was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It was just, I couldn't wear the clothes I wanted to wear. I hated going to the beach. I didn't like swimming in the pool with our friends. It was always, you know, the embarrassment and the weight that it takes on your whole body when you're not happy with how you look. And, you know, put me in front of people and I'll be totally fine and I'm just in the moment and I forget about how I look and how I feel. But, you know, privately in that bathroom when I'm about to jump in that shower and I'd look in the mirror, I never liked what I saw. I could not believe that this was my body when I had a body race to compete on stage. Like, how could this be so? So it's about you starting to get serious and starting to just move the needle inch by inch. It doesn't mean you have to go totally way out and do absolutely everything that I'm saying and you're going to hear on the whole podcast episodes, but it's you being so dedicated and saying, do you know, I'm going to take the next year to whip my life into shape because you deserve to look the best that you can possibly look. And even more importantly, feel absolutely incredible, better than what you've ever felt before. You deserve that as a woman, as a, as a business owner, your business deserves it and your partners and your family deserve to have that best version of you show up. And I know that's what's important to you because it's important to me. It's important to all the women I speak to is we just want to feel happy. 
if you can relate to what I'm saying and you just know that you've just you've just come to the end of your tether where you're just sick of feeling a certain way, sick of looking a certain way, or perhaps you've given up. I know a lot of women, they try and then they give up and they just go, oh, what's the heck? Nothing works. This show is really about you being able to make those small changes and each of those small changes eventually add up to one big success. It's not that you've done some, one thing and it's changed everything. It's piece by piece. But normally you know what the biggest piece is that is the problem of what's holding the weight back. Is it you need to reduce your stress? Do you need to start incorporating more of a wellness process, which is Pilates, yoga, meditation, being more silent, practicing gratitude? Is it you need to work on your sleep? Do you need to work on your sugar intake, your alcohol intake, your fat intake? And when I talk about fat, there's good fats there, which we're going to go into the show today. I mean more trans fats. Trans fats is what you find in highly processed food. Now, you might listen to everything I've just rattled off then and think, tick, 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 I want to do all of them. But remember, it's about starting with one. And you could either go, am I going to eat the big hairy monster first or I'm going to leave that last. I'm not ready to let go of that sugar habit. I'm not ready to let go of the alcohol habit. I'm not ready to let go of the stress. <laughs> um, you know what the biggest thing is. It just depends on when are you ready to deal with it. And are you going to make that the first change or is it going to be something else? But piece by piece, it all adds up to the big, beautiful puzzle of you being happy. And back to exactly what this episode is all about is, unfortunately, we cannot cheat the system as much as we could in our 20s and 30s. And that is why it's really incorporating all of it and having that real holistic way of working, which we're going to go into that, get some great interviews about working more in your feminine. Though today is more about the nutritional side of it and getting the diet right. And it's not diet. Uh, the first three letters of diet says spells die. <laughs> we want to make sure that you choose a way to eat that is realistic and sustainable and creating a lifestyle and the way that you work that is sustainable. And that's something that's just not going to snap our fingers and do. We've got a few rules to break, a few habits to break, and to be able to start incorporating some lifestyle changes. So we have to be kind and patient with ourselves and have more of a forgiveness process. And I don't mean forgive yourself and go, like, sit, I'm going to eat the block of chocolate tonight. Um, it's it's having the forgiveness of it's not going to happen straight away. We're not the 20-year-old body that just drops the fat just like that. It's we, our body is really working now as a chemistry lab and as a history book and starting to dilute all the, the stress that we have and all the toxins that we have, everything that we've built up on over the years. Just think how many years it's taken to put on. It's not going to, you know, take as long to get off, which is great. But the funny thing is we expect to take it off faster than we've put it on. And, you know, for me, I slowly put it on over four years and took 16 weeks of pure clean eating to be able to drop those 15 kilos. Now, let me just share with you that I actually lost a lot of weight when I was in hospital overseas when I had meningitis. And the scariest thing for me was because I lost it so quickly and it was muscle. Um, I know how bad that is for your metabolism. I knew that it was the easiest time right then and there to put weight back on because I hadn't eaten for three weeks. 
So for me, it was the achievement is being able to lose that weight and then lose another eight kilos on top of that, plus be able to build muscle, which is heavier than fat, and be able to keep my fat down lower than what it ever was. So if you think it's taken about 16 weeks to lose those 15 kilos, though for me it was a few little tweaks that even though I was cheating the system before, that's what made the rapid change. Some of us aren't happy to stick out four months to lose weight. Some of us aren't happy if we've got 30 kilos to lose, aren't happy to wait out a year but think it's inch by inch or um, kilo by kilo or fat percentage going down. Um, you know, we just want to turn around and look in the mirror and it <laughs> we just look like we're the new body. And that's the part where it's the persistence and the, the continual repetition of doing the same thing then starts to make a change. I remember my sister many, many years ago, she wanted to lose weight. We went on this diet and it was vegan. And she gave up after a week because she didn't feel like she was losing any weight. Some people give up after a month. And look, I've been one of those people too, where you just think it's just not working, though it's the repetition of the building, all the things. We need the whole blocks. We need the whole blocks. We need to get our health right, our stress management right, our sleep right, supplementation, which we haven't even got into, not even on this show, we're going to into supplementation, getting all that right. And then you can afford to start just having that bit of breathing space. For me, my Friday nights and my Saturday nights are still the time when I do have my wine. Uh, we might have a gluten-free pizza or my son loves sushi, so we might do sushi. Or maybe we'll go out for dinner and, you know, I love to have that piece of garlic bread. Uh, you know, there's some things that I do that I've now got that breathing space, but then it's making sure that it's a fairly tight ship and then going back back on. It's not getting off and staying off for a week. It's getting off, staying off for maybe that, that meal and then back on again. All right, so let's now move into these tips. We're going to dive deep into the education on how to get rid of stressed 40 fat. Now, the first one, and this is when it was the biggest aha moment for me because, yes, I've ticked every box so far. I had a child when I was 38 years old, sorry, 39. I fell pregnant when I was 38. Um, I continued to exercise. I was exercising a lot. I was eating really healthy. My stress levels were through the roof. So the first thing is if you're finding it hard to lose your fat, you've got to look at your stress levels. As we age, our cortisol increases. It starts to increase and it kicks in first thing in the morning. Our adrenals start to pump out the cortisol to get us up, to wake us up. And then it continues to pump out during different times of the day. It comes out mostly when we're stressed and it starts to deplete our adrenals by the end of the day, and our adrenals then start to kick into the adrenaline. And this is not good because this is when we start to get adrenal burnout. And if you want to know more about adrenal burnout, we did do an interview with Emma Sutherland. It's a fantastic interview, and it actually talks about how to manage your adrenals. Now, when cortisol is up, the adrenals kick in, and when adrenals kick in, it doesn't help you sleep. And it doesn't help you sleep because this affects your serotonin levels which means it's your happy endorphin. So the more stressed you are, 
the more it starts to kill your serotonin, which means you don't start to feel as happy, which I remember were some of the words I used to say to Peter over my first couple of years of having Braxton and still just trying to smash out being number one, going out there, doing my tours, and the amount of stress I was putting on myself. And I used to say to him, I just don't feel that happy self. Like I normally have just a real just natural happy feeling vibe to me and it's just sort of gone. The weird thing is that I didn't actually make the connection then that the serotonin is getting killed by the cortisol from the stress. I couldn't feel the stress as much though because my adrenaline's always kicking in, which at first makes you feel like you're on a high. It makes you feel like you're going really, really fast and quite wired. Now, let me actually tell you another secret. The higher your serotonin, the serotonin converts into melatonin, which means you sleep better. So guess what it does when you have low serotonin? Low serotonin means that it affects your sleep. You have more sleep disturbances. So elevated cortisol means elevated blood sugar, means reduced serotonin, which means reduced melatonin. So you can start to see there's a massive effect with our hormones, how we feel, how we show up, and our body is just not able to burn fat the way that it used to, and you're not even being able to sleep, which is another thing that's truly important for weight loss. So let's go back to blood sugars because elevated cortisol means you have elevated blood sugars, which means that you have more belly fat. So I don't know if you notice over the years that you're getting more and more of a round tire around your stomach, around that midsection, and that's because the cortisol, the fat that you start to create, starts to get built up around the tummy. So one of the first things to look at, especially if you're eating well and you're exercising well, is am I storing more belly fat? And if you are, then you need to look at your stress hormones. Go back to go, okay, how am I stressed? What are some of the techniques that I'm doing to reduce my stress? So I'm aware of it during the day. So I have a great morning routine. So I start my day well. How do I end my day? Do I have a great bedtime routine? Uh, my nighttime routine starts at 9.30. It's really hard when I get home from pole dancing at 9.30 because I'm pretty much wired. But I'll sit down, I'll have a glass of mineral water, and I'll say to Pete, I'm going upstairs. And even on those nights when it's a little bit later, I'll go into my bedroom, I'll turn the lights down nice and low, and there's no phone in sight. I then go into gratitude writing, so I'm putting myself in a very happy state, which increases your serotonin levels. We know now serotonin increases melatonin, and I'm in just a beautiful, peaceful state of mind and and being appreciative of my day. Then what I do is I actually put on a meditation. Now, I don't like the phone next to my bed because of the EMFs, which we're going to go into in another interview. So I have the actual phone sitting in my ensuite, and I'll play a nice guided meditation. And that's just one of the tips that I can give you to help slow down after your day, especially being in business and being a busy businesswoman. And if you've got children as well, Uh, you need to be able to learn how to slow down for yourself and not use other things to slow you down like TV, alcohol and sugar or even fat or cheese and crackers. I don't know what your uh, weapon of choice is. So the first thing is reduce the stress hormones. Now let's talk about the next thing, which is 
elevated blood sugar and being insulin resistant or your body not being able to balance your blood sugars. Because this is where we come into what I started the show, all guns blazing about snacking and understanding every time that you eat increases your insulin. Your insulin's there to break down the food. So why is it important to be able to manage our blood sugars and not have insulin continually pump into our system? And it's because exactly what we're talking about today, over 40 fat, which is that our body is not forgiving and we will become more of a sugar burner than a fat burner. And we're wanting to remove fat and stubborn fat. So being able to have long time in between meals enables your body to be able to reduce your blood sugar levels, have no insulin in there, and to be able to stimulate growth hormones, which we know is what helps accelerate our metabolism and accelerate muscle growth and obviously accelerate fat loss. Plus also make us feel a damn lot better because it's hormonal. Instead of feeling fatigued, tired, ran down all the time and exhausted and it's only 12 o'clock in the day. If you have a hard time going between meals, it's normally because your blood sugar has dropped so low and it's normally because you've had a spike beforehand. Now, you can do a test to check if you've got elevated insulin levels and it's your fasting insulin blood test and you want to make sure your readings between two and five. Look, if you're not seeing an integrative medicine doctor and you're just going to your normal GP, they're probably going to have it a little bit higher but again, if we're talking about fat loss and you really want to make sure that you your body is at optimal, at the optimal height, you want to make sure that you're under five, 5.1, that's as high as you want to go. All right. So when we eat, we raise our blood sugar. And when we raise our blood sugar, our pancreas pumps out all this insulin to bring down the blood sugar. But what it doesn't do is it doesn't bring down the insulin. If you're snacking regularly, it's continually pumping your insulin up and your blood sugar eventually won't start to come down because you'll start to become insulin resistant. And this is because it's like you're getting comfortable listening to the volume of something. So let's just say, for me, I could sit there and watch TV and I might slowly put the the volume up and the volume might be the same level in the morning. And as I come downstairs and I hear that volume with Braxton got his TV show on, I think, oh my gosh, that's way too loud and I want to turn it down. So it's like it desensitizes. And that's what happens with our receptors. They start to go numb. And so when they start to go numb, to need to push out more and more insulin to try to get your blood sugar down until eventually that it just can't pump out anymore. And then you start to run into all different types of problems, just like type two diabetes, which is huge in Australia, huge in America. So you might be saying, and I just don't know how to go between meals that long. I need to eat every two hours and that's okay. That's something that you can start to train. And there's going to be a tip I'm going to give you right now to be able to help you extend that time. But also understand it's normal as we start to age that our digestion does not work as well. And it doesn't start to work as well. And there's big signs of that, especially tummy bloating. And our body does not start to absorb protein well. 
which is not great for our muscles, it's not great for our hair, it's not great for our nails, and again, it's not great for our hormones. So we want to make sure that we're really working on our digestion because digestion is what helps us absorb different nutrients and it helps us to be able to maintain a great diet. So ensuring that you're taking a great probiotic or also a bone broth, we do have a show coming up on bone broths. Uh, This stuff is great for your gut. So being able to nudge your way longer and longer between meals will be a bit of a process for you if you find that you're normally snacking now under the great legend um, lie of snacking every two hours you will start to be able to stretch that out. And ideally, you want to stretch it out between four hours between meals and only eating three meals a day, and that's it. Generally, you can go four hours if you have a good serving of fats, clean protein, and lots of leafy vegetables. Now, remember, lots of leafy vegetables. It's not fruit and veggies, which we were taught at school. Right? Our plate was like fruit and veggies. It should be veggies and and fruit, meaning a four to one ratio. Lots of vegetables, a little bit of fruit, because fruits have a lot of sugar in them. And if you're throwing something like a banana or mango into a smoothie, you're suddenly turning that into a beautiful sugar treat and your blood sugar is going to go smashing up high. Insulin is going to go through the roof. You're going to need more insulin to try to get it down. And guess what? A couple of hours later, you're hungry again. So let's look at how you actually start in the day because you might be starting the day with something that is not helping you go the distance. For instance, so many people go for a piece of toast and coffee. Let's hope it starts to be gluten-free toast if you are doing the toast, right? Though piece of toast, that's the carbohydrates. You're going to burn that up within seconds, within an hour. You're going to be hungry again because it's not sustainable energy. You want to start looking at how can you start your day with something that's going to sustain your your energy. It's going to help you not obsess and think about food and also what's going to be great to keep you fuller and better for your hormones so you can start to burn body fat. So great way to start your day is lots of good fats, lots of good protein. Now, I love to have a breakfast shake in the morning. What I do not put in it is whey protein because whey protein also spikes your blood sugar and it also has you feeling like you want more sugar a few hours later. So get rid of any powders that have whey protein. Have a look on the back of the ingredients. Make sure it hasn't got pea, um, whey protein in it. Instead, look for a protein powder that has pea protein, hemp protein, or grass-fed beef gelatin, or some type of peptides that is added to your shake. So you're having some great protein there and your grass-fed beef gelatin or your grass-fed beef peptides, putting that into your shake is so good for your gut. So it goes back to digestion as well. Swap your cow's milk if you're having cow's milk for almond milk, cashew milk, coconut milk, and then throw in some avocado. Even if you don't like avocado, my husband hates avocado. There's no way he'd eat avocado in a salad, but I sneak avocado into his shake and he loves it. And the reason why he loves it is it looks like it's a thick shake. So as soon as you put avocado in, it just looks like a really nice thick shake instead of a milkshake. So throw the avocado in, you will not taste it. And then see if you 
can get some MCT oil, like a liquid coconut oil, because if you think coconut oil has fat, avocado has fat, and it's good fat. You cannot be scared of fat. Your body is like a chemistry lab. It knows which fats are bad for you, like trans fats. So anything normally in packets of chips, anything that's in packets, biscuits, that's normally has trans fat, not good fat for the body, kills the body, increases your cholesterol, um, changes your hormones, uh, does horrific stuff to your body. Instead, if you start to have lots of fat, there is so much more fat in my diet these days now that I'm 15 kilos lighter than when I was uh, 15 kilos heavier. And the fat is what's actually helped me decrease the body fat fast. It's also helped hold me over so I don't have to eat every couple of hours. So adding some MCT oils like a liquid coconut oil and then add in some greens. So remember, lots of vegetables. Start off with your day, throw some spinach in there, um, a handful of rocket, a handful of something green to throw into your smoothie. And then maybe you want a little bit of fruit just to keep it sweet, but it's fruit like berries or um, strawberries. See if you can go organic with that because obviously that is part of the Deadly Five, which has the highest amounts of sprays. So if there's one thing that you should go organic on, it's your berries. I now go to the farmer's market. I get three punnets of strawberries, massive strawberries, about 350 grams per punnet for $10 and two big punnets of blueberries for $7. So cheaper than Coles, cheaper than Woolworths and it's organic, right? It's spray free. So if you can get your to a farmer's market, that will make a difference because one, you're getting some nice, good fruits, not too high in sugar and putting that into your smoothie, which makes it taste really good. And if you can get your hands on a um, a, a magnesium powder. So normally a magnesium powder comes with like a natural organic cocoa chocolate powder, which means it's not high in sugar. It just tastes nice. And it makes that, sh- that, that, that shake actually tastes like a nice chocolate shake. So think you've got a chocolate thick shape because you've got the avocado in there and um, you can't taste the spinach. It is, I'm a person, I actually don't like spinach in my salads. I prefer to have rocket, um, but I throw it in there because you can't taste it and you can whip yourself up a super healthy breakfast thick shake that has stacks of nutrients in it and it keeps you full for hours and it's going to play havoc in a positive way on your hormones, which we want to go go into fat burning, not be a sugar burner. Please make sure you remember the tip I said before, if you're doing the morning smoothies, do not throw a full banana in there or mango, high, high sugar. It's going to send your blood sugar nice and high. Insulin's going to kick in. And if you're doing that every day, it's going to start to burn out and you're going to start to become insulin resistant. So um, that also goes for honey. People go, well, can I put honey in there? Because honey's natural. Honey is high sugar. So reduce the sugar as much as you can. There's one extra golden nugget I'm going to share with you that I throw into my smoothies, and it is something that shrinks fat cells. And we're going to have an amazing interview coming up called Fat Flammation. It's the inflammation of fat cells. And the only foods, there's some foods that actually can shrink fat cells. And these foods are garlic, turmeric, ginger, and I can't remember the rest right now, (laughs) but there's a great show coming on up. Keep your ears open for that because 
I tell you what, as soon as I started putting that into my shake as well, I've been having the shakes for a long time now, it made such a big difference. I actually throw a bit of lime in mine as well because I just love the taste of lime in a shake. What I'll do is, if you want to click the link on the, the podcast show, I'll put the whole recipe in that I have in my morning shakes, and then you can start to use that as a bit of a basis to then create your own. Though remember, we want to get your digestion right. Because we need to get the proteins into your body so you've got stronger muscles, you're not losing muscle, which again will affect your metabolism. We want to make sure that you are digesting well for your hair and your nails and your hormone. And by doing that, by having a great probiotic, by having a great healthy protein and even see if you get some bone broth or grass-fed beef gelatin or some type of peptides in, it's great for collagen producing and it's also great for your gut. So why does having a lot of good fats in your diet help you lose body fat? Because your body does not think it's in starvation mode. When you are on a low fat diet, your body is going to hold on to the fat. And this is what I was saying before about when I had meningitis and I was sick in hospital, I did lose a lot of weight and I knew it was muscle. I knew it wasn't fat. And what my body would have done as soon as I've eaten is it's gone into starvation mode and it's just going to suck all the fat out of that food. And it's so easy now for me to put on more weight. So that's where it was a really turning point for me because I knew that I had to just not cheat the system anymore. And I had to really clean up anything that was just leaving my diet astray. So when I talk about eating three times a day, I'm saying not to starve yourself. I'm saying make sure they're good size meals. Uh, make sure that you've got a lot of um, clean, lean protein, but also a lot of good fats. Some of the fats I'm sharing with you, like coconut oil, it's thermogenic, which means it helps you burn fat. It stimulates fat burning. I know some of us have come from the programming of the low fat era. I was there in the low fat era. You know, we were in this era of low fat, low fat yogurt, low fat cheese, low fat everything. And it made us think that fat was bad. What they'll actually put in in the yogurts, they still do it today, is artificial sweeteners, which is the worst thing for hormones, worst thing for your gut, just tears your gut lining out and also terrible for cancer. So never be scared of fat. Good fats, good fats, nice healthy fats from your meat, healthy fats from your fish, uh, from nut butter, like an almond butter, avocado, sardines, beautiful oils, olives, eggs, everything I'm mentioning, see if you can get organic or grass-fed or wild fish. That stuff is going to help fatten up your diet. Anything that's natural and fatty, that's what you want to be able to contribute. Cheese is not natural. Cheese is process, all right? Uh, Not on this show going to talk about dairy products, but start to cut them out. And that one is a hard one for me because I love doing my cheese platters. And when my friends come over, they know that I do a mean cheese platter. (laughs) So let's just quickly recap. We've talked about cortisol. We've talked about how stress hormones affect your sleep habits. We've talked about being insulin resistant and how we can reduce that through having a great start to our day with a diet that really works well with lots of good healthy fats and clean lean protein and being able to digest it as well. So our digestions is very important. Now I have touched on this already, but we're going to dive in deep now, which is talking about lean muscle mass. Your body works harder 
when it's got more muscle mass. It actually has to burn more more energy. So what happens is if you go for just a walk or a stroll, your body has to work 10 times harder if you actually do some type of wind sprints with a bit of a walk in between. I like to do some stairs and then walk between the stairs, a bit of an interval training. Or you might find that any type of weight resistance, so you're doing a heavy weight session, that makes your body have to work so much harder to recover, which again is great for your metabolism. There's so much going on these days with poor thyroid. If you've got poor thyroid, you've got a poor metabolism. If you've got a poor metabolism, poor thyroid, normally it also affects your sex hormones. So we want to make sure that we're doing something that's increasing our muscle mass, our lean muscle mass. If you find that you are stressed to the roof at the moment, Burst training is great to reduce stress, though if you have adrenal burnout, then perhaps start with just doing some weight resistance once a week and then eventually start to get into your burst training. And what burst training is, is you going as hard as you can, as fast as you can for about 30 seconds, and then you go for a recovery. Go as hard as you can for 30 seconds and then do a recovery. It could be an active recovery. I said in the second episode, if it was a sliding doors moment and there was you that did just cardio and there was the you that did cardio and weights, the you that did cardio and weights would actually lose more body fat faster and look better as well physically. If you find that you get a lot of women, a lot of men actually do triathletes and they're doing marathons and the older you get, the harder it is on your body. And you might find that you'll see a lot of marathon runners that have not much body fat all over, but they still might have just a little bit of pot belly. And that's because of the cortisol in the body. And as we get older, it's not about doing the long and strong distance. It's about short and fast, explosive exercise that really helps us burn up that body fat, reduce the stress like a long cardio session and to be able to stimulate growth hormones so we increase our muscle mass because we obviously want to be able to increase our muscle mass so we have a strong metabolism, strong hormones, and it goes on with um, bone density as well. Now, I've mentioned sex a couple of times now, so let's just dive into that because as you get older, your sex hormones do start to get affected, especially if your health is depleting, especially if you're going into menopause. So, you you know, big signs are sex drive is dying off, estrogen, or if, even if you're a guy, testosterone, testosterone starting to die with guys. And sadly now, um, younger and younger guys and girls are starting to lose their sex drive younger because of the levels of stress. And if you think with entrepreneurship, um, there's a lot of stress that we're actually carrying. If you're a woman that you find that you've lost your sex drive, you know that your cortisol shooting through the roof because you're just getting fatter and fatter around that midsection, then obviously there's supplementations that you can take to obviously help with that. Though also, besides getting all your estrogens checked and your progesterone, the other thing that you want to make sure that you're doing is going back to number one, which we talked about, which is reducing stress. What are the things that you can do to help reduce stress? Now, remember your external world um, is always going to be there, but how you can show up for that is going to be the best way. So put actions in place, which is put in a better way that you wake up in the day, what you can do during the day to help reduce your stress. And if you've had a really stressful day, it's the discipline of you being able to slow yourself down. Put yourself into a yoga class or put yourself into Pilates class if it's burst tra- if burst training is not right for you, right? So there's some extra techniques we can do. When you actually look at it and you put it under the microscope, 
a lot of the hormones that play havoc can easily be related straight back to our diet and to our stress management. So there are a few things for you to actually start on, and um, I hope that you actually enjoyed today's show if it's made a bit of a dent for you. And remember, it's just starting to put these things in action, and it might be that you might need to put one thing in action, come back to this podcast, listen to it again, and then put another thing into action. And every action that you're doing is creating a better future, and bit by bit, you'll start to notice that the transformation will happen, and that's what happened for me. So hopefully now you're coming to grips with your body ain't like the 20-year-old girl that you once were, and you now need a different way to actually work. We want to understand that our body is a chemistry lab, and by supporting our stress hormones and supporting the good foods that we put in our body will help us be more of a fat burner. Our body isn't as forgiving these days as what we were in our 20s. So we want to make sure that we're reducing those stress hormones, increasing the fat burning um, ability and not being a sugar burner. And it is all possible to do that because I've been there, I've done it and gone full circle. And um, I'm glad to say that I'm now back to my body fat levels and to the weight that I was when I was 38 uh, 37, 38, just before I feel pregnant with Braxton. So I have reversed the clock and I'm hoping that I can help you reverse the clock too. So if you want to go to the show notes today and to be able to get that recipe that I personally use for my morning breakfast shake, just go to annettelakovich.com forward slash stress 40 fat. It will be all one word, stress 40 fat. And you'll be able to get all that information there. Until next time, remember, it's all the little successes that end up to being that big success that you have down the road. So inch by inch, step by step, you'll start to get there. Have a fantastic day. Have a brilliant week. Remember, if this show has made a difference for you, please leave me a review. Otherwise, if you know it's going to help a friend, if you know you've got a friend, she's hormonal, she's going through menopause, or perhaps she just can't shift her weight, send her this episode, share this episode with a girlfriend, and let's really help all of us women perform better and feel better in life. We deserve to feel brilliant, we are brilliant, and it's our time to shine. Until next time, I'm Nett Lakovich, checking out for now.